What would you do if you were hanging out with a buddy in your brother's bedroom? <laughs> Super specific. That's a very weird hypothetical. What would you do if you were hanging out with your best buddy in your brother's bedroom and all of a sudden your dog jumped on the bed as well? <laughs> like, Jason, that's so mundane. That's happening right now. We're all listening to the podcast. But this time it gets weird. And then we traveled to Florida to visit a school for the deaf and the blind. This K through 12th grade school has a ton of students, but one of them is soaked in blood. Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. Hope you guys are having a great day too. Hope you guys had an awesome weekend. We got a ton of stuff to cover, so let's get started. First off, walking into Dead Rabbit Command, everyone bow before him, the great, the mighty Ramses. Woohoo! Yeah! Wee! Yeah! Yeah! He's all walking in in a golden chariot. Ramses? Ramses or Ramsey? One of the two. <laughs> Probably should have asked him. I met him in person. Ramsey actually came out. He's like. <laughs> Jason, did you actually think I was named after the Egyptian ruler? The name's just Ramsey, like, just like a normal name. Why are all these people bound before me? Why did they sacrifice that calf to me? Ramsey, I'm pretty sure it's Ramsey's. <laughs> Ramsey's not only showed up to the Oregon Ghost Conference where I did a speech, he not only brought me a book, which I, I'm also a god king, I also enjoy gifts, he brought me like an old timey. When I say old timey, like this book was published in the eighties, in ninety six. Sorry, it just looks old. He had it out in the sun the whole time. I'm sitting in the backseat of his car. He got me a book called Obaki Files: Ghostly Encounters in Supernatural Hawaii, and it's the exact type of book I like. It's like a bunch of different stories, a bunch of different encounters. And I told him, I go honestly, I would love it if people just started mailing me old books like this to my PO box. That'd be, I love stuff like this. I really Because a lot of these are out of print, right? They were published and they sold a couple hundred thousand copies and then they've disappeared. They're not even available on ebooks. So I really love, if you got any old ghostly books sitting out there, send them to my P.O. box. So not only, though, did Ramsey show up to the Oregon Ghost Conference, not only did Ramsey's give me a gift, which I always appreciate, longtime Dead Rabbit Radio listeners... Ramses was the guy who not only recommended the Taily Poe episode, the episode where I'm pretty sure I enthusiastically said, yeah, if a giant uh, cat monster uh, uh, held me down, I wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't fight back that much. Um, Taily Poe, I don't know if <laughs> something like that I might have actually started editing stuff out of that episode at a certain point. But not only did that start the conspiracy theory that I somehow wanted to have sex with a mythical forest cat also ram more importantly more importantly than exposing that dark secret more importantly ramses is the one who recommended uh, what was his name paul allen i think the the yawn machine and the food replicator both of those classic episodes we've actually done classic versions of those episodes i'll put all this stuff in the show notes fantastic work ramses thank you for just knocking it out of the park with those recommendations and coming out to the oregon ghost conference you're going to be our captain our pilot this episode if you guys can't support the patreon if you can't do all the stuff that he did you're like whoa that's a lot of pressure now i gotta not only like support the patreon or visit you in person i gotta send you stuff and recommend you blockbuster stories no you don't have to do any of that stuff 
Just help spread the word about Dead Rabbit Radio. That helps out so much. That is the way that you can help the show grow. Tell your friends, tell your family. Tell them about how awesome it is to be a part of the fluffle and get them to listen to Dead Rabbit Radio. Let's get this started, Ramses. I'm going to go ahead and toss you the keys to the hair hovercraft. We're going to leave behind Dead Rabbit Command. Hover us all the way out to a house in the suburbs. Hovering all the way out to this house. We don't have a specific location for this place, but we do have a year. This took place in 2007. And we're hanging outside this house. We're looking in the window, and we see these two 13-year-old girls sitting on a bed. Now, they're not in their own bedroom. Actually, let me back up a bit. These two 13-year-old girls, the narrator of the story, the person who told the story online. Well, she didn't give real names. We're going to call her Amy, and her friend is Tracy. She's also 13. And they're in Amy's brother's bedroom, sitting on his bed, watching his television. He's not there. He probably doesn't even know this is going on. He'd probably be upset if he did know. I imagine this was the case, at least in my house. My older brother had the best television out of us, out of the younger brothers, right? So we would want to go in his room to watch TV, and the main television was taken. So they're in the brother's bedroom, sitting on his bed watching television, and Amy and Tracy are just kind of hanging out. They're talking while the television's on in the background. And Amy says, my brother's bedroom was a mess. Like It it wasn't like there weren't banana peels. It wasn't a comical mess. It wasn't like full of like discarded yogurt containers or anything like that. It cluttered would probably be a better way to put it. It was cluttered. So stuff was where it shouldn't be. And probably, (laughs) this is something I was going to say, why would you do this? But this is something I would do. I'm the one who throws hand weights on the couch. Like when I'm done lifting like five pound weights on my walk, I'll just throw them on the couch. And in the back of my head, I always know one of these days, one of my friends is going to come (laughs) One of these days, I'm looking over at my couch right now. I see the weights sitting there. One of these days, one of my friends is going to come over. I'm like, hey, man, what's up? And he's like, oh, dude, I just had the craziest day. I really need to sit down. And they're going to plop down on that couch, and they're going to break their tailbone. (laughs) I'm fully aware, because the last thing you expect, you walk in, you're like, wow, what a day. I'm going to sit down not only hard and fast, I'm not going to look where I'm sitting. Because clearly, this is a couch. There's not going to be anything. There's not going to be five pounds of cement sitting there. It's just not going to happen. Ugh. I mean, you could easily break your tailbone if you sat down on the <laughs> So anyways, I can't really knock this kid. I can't really knock this brother. He has a box of BBs. He has a box of, you know, BB pellets. On his bed. A full box of BBs on his bed. Now, he knows it's there. So he's all all cuddling up to a lady night. He's like, oh, BBs, protect me. Protect me in my dreams. He's snuggling with them. He knows they're there, though, so he won't mess them up. And Amy and Tracy, when they go in and they're sitting on the bed, they see the box of BBs are on the bed. And they're like, whatever. We just won't do anything to upset the natural balance. I mean, beds are bouncy by nature. And you have a box of the most minimal rolling things possible outside of probably an atom themselves. 
Well, anyway, so Amy and Tracy are sitting on the bed watching television. There's a box of BBs, like Chekhov's gun, just sitting there. And then all of a sudden, Amy's pet German shepherd named Guinness runs into the room. Guinness is super excited. Guinness is running into the room. He's going to play with his master, Amy, and her friend. And he's so excited that he jumps on the bed. And when he jumps on the bed, the box of BBs flips over and they go flying everywhere throughout the room. And Amy said that her brother's bedroom had hardwood floors. And she goes, I instantly heard the sound of dozens, if not hundreds, of BBs, little pieces of rolling metal, hit the wooden floor and begin to just shoot off in every direction. The BBs fly off in every direction when Guinness jumped on the bed and Amy and Tracy immediately like, oh my God, like this is a calamity for a 13-year-old, right? For a 13-year-old, this is probably the worst thing that's going to happen that afternoon because they're going to get yelled at by the brother. They're going to have to clean him up. It's going to be this huge thing. But as Amy and Tracy, this story is going to sound completely unbelievable. So just keep <laughs> So just keep that in mind, but let's talk about it. As I say this, you're going to be like, Jason, this is this is unbelievable, but give me a second. As Amy and Tracy are watching the BBs fly in every direction, as they're hearing them hit the hardwood floor and rolling across the ground, as Guinness is now on the bed, sitting next to this open box of BBs that are continuing to spill out across the bed and roll onto the floor. Guinness jumped backwards off the bed as the BBs rolled back across the floor, jumped up into the air, rolled across the bed, rolled into the box, and the box righted itself. The two girls, Amy and Tracy, saw time go backwards. They were immune to it. They were observers of this outside event, but they watched it replay. Guinness jumped on the bed, the BBs spilled, they went everywhere. They watched Guinness jump off the bed and the BBs go back into the box. Amy and Tracy are completely floored by this. Like they, their brain, as their brains are trying to process what just happened, because it, it all happened so fast, even Guinness coming in the room and jumping on the bed, that happened quickly because they didn't have time to like warn them off or to move the box or anything like that. Now it's replayed. Now everything's set back in motion to the, to the beginning point. Guinness is now just standing in the bedroom. And Amy goes, Guinness looked confused. <laughs> the dog just had this look on his face like, what? I don't think, I don't think his little paw like reached up and was scratching his head. But she goes, I looked at Guinness and Guinness looked, <laughs> I don't know how a dog looks confused. I don't know how a dog looks confused. But she goes, I looked at Guinness and he looked like he had no idea what was going on. And he ran away. He ran out of the room. And me and Tracy turned to each other and we're like, what? What happened? Like, what was it? We both just saw that. We both saw the dog jump on the bed, the big mess, and then the big mess fix itself. And Amy goes, listen, 
I know this is completely unbelievable, and I honestly would have thought that it was just a dream, but to this day, Tracy still remembers this. We've talked about this afterwards. She still remembers it just as vividly as I do. So it wasn't a dream. And she said, Amy also said, to this day, I know, I I can vividly remember. It's not a daydream or anything like that. I can vividly remember the sound of dozens, if not hundreds, of BBs hitting the floor and rolling across it. She goes, it happened. It 100% happened. I can't explain it either, but it happened. Now, this is a super interesting story because it sounds so fake, right? It was posted online by someone going by the name Tainted Gray. And I actually really kind of went back and forth on this one because I read it and I was like, this sounds made up. We talk a lot about alternate universes, Mandela effects, retconning reality, quantum immortality, things like this. And a lot of times we talk about the before and the after. The universe used to be like this, but when I woke up, now it's like that. We've done a couple episodes like that. This story is just the in-between. This story is what's happening during the reset. And I would argue that most of the time these resets do happen. The witnesses, are all, they would have just went back in time as well. They would have basically been like, had a vague memory maybe of Guinness coming in and jumping on the bed. Maybe they might remember that. But they also would have been rewound. Guinness would have jumped on the bed. The BBs went everywhere. And then they would just go, "That did you just get like a funny feeling? I swear, ah, it must have been nothing. They would have also rewound. Their memories would have went backwards. This one, for whatever reason, they were far enough outside of whatever effect it caused this. And they witnessed the retconning. They witnessed the Mandela effect happening. They witnessed reality resetting. To one where they wouldn't be in a lot of trouble. Right? <laughs> Throwing a bunch of BBs around Rome. I mean, it's not the same thing as Nelson Mandela being in prison, right? It's not, if you look at the, the scale of things. But to two 13-year-old girls who could have gotten in a lot of trouble, they may not even supposed to have been in this room. Again, we don't know the setup. You wonder again, like, how often does this type of stuff take place? Like this, again, super mundane. This wasn't earth shattering whether or not there's going to be BBs everywhere. But they watched it reset. And you wonder, like, does this happen in our own lives? Do, are there constantly like these weird close calls? BBs everywhere. Are there constantly these close calls and then reality resets? Like, again, this is so mundane. Who knows? I, I find this absolutely fascinating. It does, it does sound totally made up, but I think it's because only we're looking for the first time at the in-between. We've looked at in metaphysical in-betweens. We did an episode about a guy who got in the car accident and then he got sucked up into a giant water wheel and he saw all the alternate realities and then he ended up back in his car right before the car accident. We've covered stuff like that, which is far more metaphysical. This one is in the real world and we see the, the Mandela effect happen, or they did. Fascinating story, fascinating story, and bad dog, Guinness. Also, the girls probably shouldn't have been in his room. It probably would have been bad news. He came home and annihilated the entire family, and maybe someday she'll be a president. So the universe had to reset it at that point. Fascinating story, fascinating look at the in-between of the retconning.
Ramses, let's go ahead and toss you the keys to the carpenter copter. We are leaving behind this boy's house. Take us up, up, and away, all the way out to Florida. <laughs> Ramsey's flying this carpenter copter around Florida. Specifically, we're headed out to St. Augustine, Florida, and we're flying over, and I point and I go, You see that? See that building over there, Ramses? I want you to land near it. We land far away, medium medium distance away, from the Florida School for the Deaf and the Blind. Apparently, there is a bit of a... There's, it's, this is weird. This is a weird story all around, because the more I dug into it, I was like, oh, that's interesting. The Florida School for the Deaf and the Blind, because a lot of people and even a lot of sources online will call it the Florida School for the Deaf and Blind. And students get upset about that, which I mean, like, come on, in the scheme of things, that's what you're upset about. There's babies all over a room and this is what you're worried about. Students have said, if you say the Florida School for the Deaf and Blind, that means you're saying it's for students who are both deaf and blind. But that's not what we are. Some of us are deaf, and some of us are blind. So you have to say it, the Florida School for the Deaf and the Blind. Now, when I I read a bunch of articles about this, I never once thought... That some blind guy shows up to the school. He's like, I really want to learn Braille. And then when the teacher goes, what's your name? And he goes, my name's Billy. There go up. Your, you heard me ask that question. You're not deaf enough to go here. I don't think anyone thought that every student here. I mean, it's already hard enough to get into Harvard, right? Could you imagine? You're like, oh, my dream school is the Florida school for the deaf and the blind. But I'm only deaf. Oh, no. They let, no one thinks that. <laughs> when I read that, I was like, no one in the world is like thinking that. What a weird fight to pick. So, but I did see that online. People said you have to call it the deaf and the blind. And what's interesting, this is an interesting school. I'm getting to the ghost story. I'm getting to the ghost story. And it's a grisly one. I find it fascinating. So it's basically two schools in one where you have a blind school and a deaf school, which would kind of make sense, right? Because the lessons you had for the blind students, like the deaf students are like, I can read. Like, I don't need Braille, right? So you have basically two schools in this school, but they're rivals. (laughs) Apparently they're rivals. You have two separate mascots. The deaf department, their, their mascot is the dragon. And then the blind department, their mascot's the cobra, which I'm kind of torn because I'm not blind, but I love cobras. I'm sure you could, like, be there and not be either. You're like the best dude ever. You're like, oh, braille schmail. You're just, like, sitting there. You're like, it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. I don't have to put my fingers on the book. You just memorized it. You memorized the tale of two cities. I'm like, Jason, you're doing really, really good. You're like, cobras, cobras. They have these, it's two separate departments. They also have, which I found very interesting, they have a musical department and they put on shows all the time. 
they put on. <laughs> this was so bizarre to me. Don't want to get into the ghost story. They're currently doing. I've never heard of such a thing. Shrek Jr. The Musical. And I've seen Shrek the Musical. I've seen Shrek. And then I've seen Shrek the Musical. But what's Shrek Jr.? <laughs> Who goes to Shrek? There's two adults. There's two adults. We have to make it for kids. But anyway, so the Florida School for the Deaf and the Blind are doing Shrek Jr. the Musical. Get out of me, Swamp. See, I could be. I could be one of the Cobras. I'll be Shrek. I'll be Shrek himself. And then, get out me, Swamp Donkey. Florida School for the Deaf and the Blind. The rivalry has lasted a long time between the deaf students and the blind students. The Cobras and the Dragons are at it every night. But they both have a shared enemy. Now, this campus has 40 buildings on it. So you, it'd be kind of hard to tell you exactly what building you have to go to. My advice is probably don't go ghost hunting at an active K-12 school. You will probably get tackled, hopefully, right? But um, assuming you don't, um, just walk around the buildings until you find the dormitories. And if you go up to the restrooms on the east wing of the first floor of one of these dormitories, and you happen to be there at night... Again, really, really lousy security at the school. Really, really lousy security. You get onto camera. I'm going to draw you a map. I'm going to send you a Google map. It'll be all these links. It's like, and this is where the guard likes to drink alcohol. So go there and buy him a couple of drinks and slip him a Mickey. You skulk onto campus. You go to the east wing of the first floor on one of these dormitories. You stay there. You can either break in during the day, disguise yourself as a student, Breaking during the day. Your audition for Shrek Jr. You don't get the parts. You're like, oh man, that's it. I'm going to hide out in a restroom until the ghost shows up. You can go in during the day and hide out. Or you can be more stealthy and break in at night. But remember, this is a dormitory. So there are kids sleeping there. Don't think you're going to be... You're like, no one's actually planning. I don't know why you're giving us all this advice. No one listening to this podcast is actually going to break into the school to check out this ghost. I haven't gotten to the ghost story yet. Trust me, you will want to. If you go into the dormitories, you go to the east wing on the first floor at the restrooms. You stay there or you break in at night. And then you're using the restroom. This is a girl's restroom, by the way, too. So this might either be a ghost hunt or you're super pervert. But either way, you're using the restroom. And then all of a sudden you hear a noise. And you slowly turn around, genitalia and hands as you're peeing all over the floor at this point. And you see, hanging from either a shower rod or a light fixture. There's been different sightings of where this is happening at. And where, imagine you hear a sound and you're turning around and you're peeing all over the floor. And you look up and you go, I'm going to look up. <laughs> Look up to where the sound's coming from, but I'm going to not see anything else. You look up and you see a tight knot of a wire wrapped around a shower curtain rod. And you hear the... And your eyes are slow, super slowly looking down the wire until you see it leading to a swaying body. Of a boy. 
The sound you're hearing is metal scraping across the metal. It's not the it's not the T1000. He's all turning into a different guy stabbing you. No, the metal wire cutting into the metal shower curtain rod. And there's this boy, say, I don't know, eight, nine. What's the most depressing death? What's the most depressing age to die of? That age. He's hanging. He's hanging from the shower rod. He hung himself. This is a popular story. This is a lot of times we see these ghosts. And sometimes we try to figure out where they came from. But this is the origin story of this ghost. It was one of the first schools in the world that was set up like this. Tuition free for K through 12. But anyways, this boy, he's swaying. They, based on the clothes he's wearing, they go, maybe he was around from the 1910s. He's wearing like old timey clothes, probably like buckles on his shoes and his pants are all rolled up and all that lame stuff. And he's sitting there and he's swaying. I don't know if he looked like a pilgrim. He had a hat on. He was like, I was just doing a play, man. I died in 1955. I was a pilgrim in a talent show. He's swaying from this wire and he apparently hung himself. He hung himself in a bathroom. We talk about this all the time. Why are these kids constantly killing themselves in bathrooms? It's the weirdest ghost origin story possible. Why would you kill yourself in the smelliest place in the world? You're like, oh, you know, time to end my life. You're jumping into raw sewage. Don't do that. He's hanging from the shower curtain. He used a metal wire. And what happened was when he hung himself, apparently, it cut through most of the flesh and muscle tissue around his neck. So not only is he hanging from this metal wire in this girl's bathroom, Blood is just gushing out of his neck. Still, now, as a ghost. This specter is described as being just drenched in blood. And it's fresh blood. It's not like his old-timey clothes are all stained or anything like that. No, he's actually, like, covered in blood. It's coming out of the wound still. And then... As he's hanging there, you start to hear him gurgle. He's gurgling. He's suffocating on his own blood. You're in this bathroom. You heard this noise. You turn around. You're seeing this hanging boy dripping with blood. He's gurgling, choking on his own crimson fluid. I don't know. I use the word blood. Too many times I had to figure out something else. <laughs> Anyways, he's choking on that. He's choking on the life force that fills our veins. And then... Because I think we're like halfway through. It's not even the climax. Then, bloody boy, wire, chopping his neck off. Choking on his own thick fluid. He starts to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> and then the lights go off he's still laughing I had to stop laughing so I could tell you that part but the lights go off and he's still <laughs> and you're trapped in the dark with a bloody boy <laughs> we trapped in the dark with just a normal person any boy would be scary you're like ah, why am I in the dark with this kid boy who's covered in blood who's dead he's laughing at you it's hurting your feelings you're like oh man and then 
as he's gurgling and laughing and all of this horrible stuff, the bathroom's stinky, all of a sudden, red eyes appear in the darkness. <laughs> really, Jason, where did you, where'd you get this story from? This whole episode's been like a, a basically scary stories to tell in the dark. No, dude, red eyes glowing in the darkness. He starts laughing again, even louder this time. And then the lights come back on in the bathroom. And you're all alone. This ghost story, I mean, here's the thing. There's tons of accounts of this. Like, this is a ghost story that when you look at this high school, it's K through 12, right? So it's like, which is just hilarious to me that you can have a first grader and a 10th grader playing four square together. But it's K through 12. This ghost story is so popular. I mean, I would be surprised if new students, like, if their parents weren't reading about it in the admissions guidelines. They're like, hey, listen, we're a really good school. We got a great bunch of services. <laughs> you are going to find the more research you do, you're probably going to come across a story about a bloody kid in the bathroom. Uh, it's not real. I, I Actually, I don't think the school's taken a stance on it. I don't think the school, I doubt they're pro-bloody ghosts. They're like, hey, you know, we let everyone in this school. But I don't know if they've actually come out and said, no, no, it's fake. But what I'm saying is you'll find a ton of stories of this online. Like, this isn't a super obscure story. I first came across that, I think, on the Shadowlands.net. I did. And then it was one of the... There's a lot of stuff I find on that site. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. And then when I look for it, there's just nothing to back it up. I can't find anything to back it up. But this was one of those stories. They're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> bloody ghost. Bloody ghost who laughs at you with glowing red eyes. It's interesting because if you think about it, like, this is a pretty intense ghostly encounter. Maybe that's just me because, you know, I read this stuff all day long. For every story that I tell, I've literally, like, discarded, like, 20 or 30 other ghostly sightings. Like, I'm just reading them eating a bagel, right? I'm just going through this whole list of, like, ghost girl, ghost dad, ghost man, ghost ghost. All this stuff, just reading ghost, 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 ghost. And I'm like, oh yeah, your car gets stuck on the bridge. A bunch of babies, a bunch of babies were murdered here. Skip. Oh, this guy, he fell off a stage, and now his ghostly presence is felt in the skip. I mean, it's not that those aren't interesting, even though, even though the way I just said it made it sound like they weren't interesting. If you're there in the encounter, if these are places in your hometown, hundred percent, I recommend going to visit them. It's going to be super exciting. But to talk about on a podcast, it's like, oh, guys, today we're going to cover another bridge where if you stop your car, handprints appear. Like, those stories are fascinating as you're in the car and these kids are all banging on your car. You're like, oh, this is way more exciting than Jason let on. I think I'm about to get killed. But you know what I mean? To be able to tell the tale, there has to be something a little more to it. So, I mean, like, this is one in a thousand. Like, to have such a bloody ghost. and And... Not just the blood, but the chaos. Because this guy likes what he's doing. This guy likes what he's doing. This is something I kind of touched on in my presentation of the Oregon Ghost Conference. Was like, if I was going to be a ghost, I'd be a scary ghost. Like, I would choose to terrify people. <laughs> like all hell razor. I'd come back a lot. Bunch of razor blades in my face. Um... Yeah, like if I, I mean, if I got to choose each day, right? Like I was like, you know, I feel like being a Casper ghost today and I'm just kind of floating around. 
and going on adventures. And then <laughs> what do you expect death is like? Well, kind of like this. Because I'm not, I don't have a body no more. So like I can sometimes maybe go, I want to go underwater. That's what I said. I've said that like in an early episode. When I die, first thing I want to do is fly around my own body. Like I want to shrink down and like hang out in my body and then go back in time. <laughs> None of this. There's not a single religion in the world who believes that this is what death is. But I want to shrink back in time and I want to be like, I remember that one time I was really sick in my grandma's house. I wondered what it was. So then I want to fly through my stomach and be like, oh, it was all those Chipotle burritos. It was that Chipotle eating contest that I started by myself and was the only participant in. Huh. And I want to like explore my own body and see how everything worked. And then I want to go underwater. I want my my ghost to fly underwater and like hang out with the fishes and stuff like that. And then when I get bored of that, which will be like 10 minutes, honestly, I was like, oh, there's fish. Like I've seen these in documentaries before. But could you imagine being a ghost walking along the Mar- the Marinana Trench, the Marinara, what is it? Mariana Trench. You're walking along the bottom there. You, I, I'm assuming too. <laughs> I'm also assuming ghosts have night vision and no noses because I'm sure the inside of my body is stinky. But I'm assuming when I, the deeper I get into the ocean, like I'm like <laughs> night vision activated and now I have green glowing ghost eyes and I'm like walking down and I was like, dude, look at all these like rocks that no living human will ever see. Look at this rock right here. And there's another one. And then I go, okay, that's enough. There's just a bunch of rocks down here. And then I'll be like, okay, now it's time to do the, 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 the official afterlife stuff. First, I want to fly around my body and then I want to go under the ocean and then I'll be like, okay, now is it like now we do the heaven stuff or do I like haunt a place like what's on the menu? What do we do here? And then do that stuff. But first, I want to go rogue. (laughs) I want to be like a Jason Bourne ghost and do what I want to do. But then I figure like if I'm a ghost and I'm on Earth, because they're like, dude, you're supposed to go to heaven, bro. Kind of missed the window. You were walking underwater for 10 years. I'm like, what? It was that long. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. They're like, dude, that's how ghosts are born. They don't go to the afterlife. If I was stuck as a ghost, I would want to like, I would want to be a spooky ghost sometimes. Sometimes I'd want to be a good ghost. Sometimes I'd want to appear behind people. and <laughs> Some guy is trying to figure out what to do with his life and I appear behind him and I'm just nodding my head. And he's like brushing his teeth. He's like, I don't know if I should marry Jamie or not. She's a good girl, but... <laughs> and then I appear behind him in his mirror and I nod. He's like, who's that guy? Who's that guy? I don't know that guy. It's not like my grandpa. Why should I trust? Why should I trust this fate? He's covered in seaweed. I got seaweed everywhere. I got my infrared vision eyes still on. He's like, ah. I give advice sometimes as a ghost. I'd help people out. I'd be like helping them change their tire. But then sometimes I'd want to be a spooky ghost because why not? I'm trapped on earth. I've spending so much time underwater. Sometimes I'd want to be a spooky ghost. And in that case, I think this kid has it on lock because, yeah, you can like appear behind people and go boo and stuff like that. <laughs> Responsible for a dozen heart attacks in one day just doing that. But a mat, like I'd be like, listen, dude, let's. I want to. I don't want to just be bloody. I want to be dripping blood. I want blood, literally, still oozing out of whatever wound kills me. And then, like, I want to laugh and get real evil about it. 
hang out in bathrooms. I don't know if I do that last part because it would be gross. But, you know, like, I'd want to be a scary ghost. And I think that this kid, we don't know. I, the ghost sighting could be legitimate. It could be. It's it's interesting how many accounts that you find of this thing. What I thought was interesting was, if I remember correctly, I found an account and, and there was, because I was coming across, like, forum posts from a couple students here. Someone goes, I went to school there in, like, the 1950s, and I've never heard of this story before. So I'm wondering if it is a more, I don't, there's no account saying that the ghost sighting had been there since the early 1900s. But it's possible that the boy died in the 1900s and it took that long for him to manifest. (laughs) Or it was my theory that it was a play. It was a pilgrim play and he's appearing wearing his costume. But either way, it's super grotesque haunting. And a scary one in a scary location because really at the end of the day, you're so helpless in a bathroom. And I think this, because of the laughter, because he keeps raising the stakes, it's not just that he's covered in blood. It's not that he's suffering. He's enjoying you. He's enjoying the shock and the horror in your eyes. That's why he's laughing. He's enjoying it. Even like the coup de grace, you know, the light shutting off. And then even then you see the glowing red eyes in the darkness. It's just one more like, (laughs) I'm not gone yet, buddy. I'm still here. I'm going to haunt your dreams forever. It really does amp up the terror. And it's a fascinating look because is it possible, this is what we talked about at the conference, that ghosts can choose their form. There's so many times you come across ghosts that seem so forlorn. You know, they got their heads chopped off and now they're walking around the rest of their life going, well, not the rest of their life they died with their ghosts. The afterlife is like looking for their head. Embrace it. I think that you do choose. I think they're choosing to take their final moments and expand them across the eternity while other ghosts... They may die horrifically, but they go, yeah, there's only like the last 10 seconds of my life. I remember mostly my long life before that. And so I'm going to be this ghost who comes home from the Civil War or this ghost who's like nodding behind people in mirrors. I think this boy, if he whether or not he killed himself or was murdered, because that was the other suggestion that this kid may have been murdered, but there's no accounts of murders at the school. That stuff, you know, gets covered up, especially if it's super old. But I think whatever the case was, he's enjoying the fear. He may have just, you know, like had a mild heart attack, but that was enough to kill him. I guess it's not a mild heart attack if you die. He might have tripped, right? He might have tripped and tumbled down the stairs in the eastern wing of that school and broke his neck. And as he's dying, their kids are making fun of him. They're like, look at us, our necks work, loser. Look at you. You can't even move. And he's like, ah. And he decided to come back as the creepiest version of a ghost in the creepiest room late at night kids in the bathroom bloody gu- and even the way he appears with the noise like the first thing you hear is the noise of him swaying from the curtain rod it's not like you turn around here you just see him and it's that shock it's the fear the escalating fear that he brings fascinating ghost story truly creepy and just remember We all die. There's a chance I will die before you. And if I do, (laughs) if I do, you have made a contract by listening to this episode of Dead Rap Radio that you have allowed me to float float around your house. You can't build any ghost traps, though. I don't want to get any Faraday cages or nothing like that. By listening to this episode, you have legally bound yourself for one ghost visit from me. And depending depending on my mood, 
I'll either nod behind you. You're like, oh, that's okay. I never look in the mirror while I'm brushing my teeth. Or I will appear as the bloodiest ghost possible. You're like, my new rock. I waited for you. I'm like sitting outside the Home Depot. I'm like, hey. you're like, oh, this rug will look really good. And I'm all floating. I'm all floating down the highway next to you. You don't even see me. And then I wait till you get it. You get all the nail. You get like the little carpet tacks or whatever. However you put a rug down. I don't know anything about home improvement. I just spent 10 years in Home Depot waiting for you to go there. I didn't learn anything. But now I wait till it's all done. And then the lights flicker. <laughs> better go back to Home Depot, get some electrical work. And I'm like, oh, man. But then after that, after I come back from Home Depot with you and you're fixing the wiring, now I'm all being all spooky and stuff like that. And I'm just dripping blood. Everyone, I'm dripping it. You're all working on the wires. You're getting electrocuted. Ah! You stand in a puddle of my blood. Ah! And I'm laughing because I just created a new ghost, pal. We're going to be friends forever. I'm all dragging you under the ocean. Like, oh, man. You see the tunnel of light ahead. It's like, oh, no, that's overrated, bro. Let's go look at some rocks. I want to go show you this crap. We're all swimming. You're like, oh, man, I don't even like crap. I'm allergic. I'm allergic to shellfish, bro. You're all swelling up. Your ghost is also allergic to shellfish. Good times. Good times. DeadRabbitRadio.com is going to be your email address. You can also hit us up at Facebook.com slash DeadRabbitRadio. TikTok is at DeadRabbitRadio. Dead Rabbit Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day. I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great one, guys. <laughs>